everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Impactful Authenticity Podcast. My name is Lucy, and I'm really thrilled today to welcome Kate Galley on the show. Now, we're going to learn lots of wonderful things in our time here together. Kate is a health coach, and she's an author, and she has this relentless focus on creating a healthy, happy, compassionate world. What a lovely thing as we're here in February now, ready to sort of see how our New Year's resolutions are working or not. And I'm going to definitely ask you for some tips and advice there, Kate. So be warned. And (laughs) one of the things that she specializes in is really creating the mindsets that make us be our best selves in terms of eating and exercising and making those choices that are really simple and sustainable. And she also hosts the Healthification podcast. So thank you, Kate, so much for joining us today, particularly because I know it's super early in the morning over there for you in Australia. So with that, welcome to the show. Lucy, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's lovely. And maybe let's just start with, you know, what are four or five words that you would use to describe yourself, Kate? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, definitely passionate and integrity is super important to me. And so I guess that's very much aligned with the theme of the show, really. Um, focused, super focused on mm. a huge vision and just day to day focused. A couple more words. I'm a bit of a consistency queen. I'm going to the words that my clients use about. Yeah. Um, So some of these can be for better or worse, but I think that's four words. (laughs) Lovely. And you talked about vision there. So what is it that you see as your vision? So you did mention that I'm a health coach. I have a strong plant-based vegan focus. Um, it would be inauthentic to not share that. And mm. my focus, as you said, is that happy, healthy, compassionate world. And yeah, that is something I am striving to create every single day, whether it's through the podcast, the book, or the hardest component of that, which is just day-to-day interactions with some loved ones. Oh, bless you. Thanks, Kate. And I'd love to know, so you spoke about integrity there in those sort of four words about yourself, but could you kind of talk us a little bit about sort of your authenticity journey, sort of how you found over your life and career, parts where you found you've been able to be super authentic and areas where you may have struggled a little bit with that? 100%. So I got into fitness, I guess, a couple of decades ago now as a means by which to transform both my body and also my confidence. And the way that authenticity works with that, and I guess integrity as well, is that it is super important to walk the talk. And I kind of decided the type of trainer that I wanted to be a couple Mm. of decades on. And that was the most positive and focused and absolutely walk the talk. And you kind of locked into it. I connected it with my 
values and beliefs as well. And for our listeners, values、mm. are obviously those those states that you're most drawn to, that you seek out naturally, and so they are really powerful. In goal setting, if you can align a、mm. goal with a value, you're just going to do the do. You're just going to take the action. It's not struggle street like it might be if your goal is in conflict with your values. Anyway, back to the authenticity. I mean, so much there. I I worked as a personal trainer for a few years before I bought into a personal training franchise, and、mm. I probably had to play a bit of a role.、Um, and I'm sure many people can relate. It was. It was a boys' club. It was very extroverted. It was all about being the big, loud, strong one, and it cost me a lot of energy playing that role that wasn't really so natural. I'm.、Mm-hmm. I like being behind a microphone.、Um, I like. Speaking from stage, I like hanging out with people one on one, but I don't really want to be the center of attention in a room full of other entrepreneurs and business owners. Where else does authenticity come in? I guess the most recent example that I've really struggled with is I've, I've recently retired from personal training to focus on the online side of the business, which is amazing. Eighteen years、oh. on, I've been working. Towards it for over a decade now,、wow. and prior to that, the really hard thing was as someone that most of my clients have been with me for a really long period of time, even eighteen years from the very get go. I was this mad, passionate little vegetarian personal trainer when when most of them came to me, and they're loyal.、Wow. They'd been with me a long period of time, and I transitioned to a vegan, plant based lifestyle eight years ago. And had all the same clients, so I was, you know, you talk about food as a trainer all the time. You have to; it's so embodied composition goal. However, I was censoring myself all the time, all day, in every conversation because you don't want to guilt trip your client. That's not a loving, supportive thing to do. However, that was really Lucy, probably the biggest way that. You know, not being authentic crept my day to day life. Just having to. Shut my mouth all the time, which I'm not so good at, as you、oh. as you might see. <laughs> oh, that's you know. Thank you so much for sharing that, and I resonate with that actually from the plant based part purely myself. So I turned plant based. I always struggle if it was four or five years ago, but it was it was a, not quite as long as eight. But it is always an interesting one of what people make assumptions when you start talking about some of these things, and whether you share or what you share, what you don't share. I mean, generally in life, I think it's it's a it's an interesting one. But、um, I would expect for you know a personal trainer, someone who's really hot on nutrition, that that's that's got to be kind of an interesting balance to play. So how did you then? Sort of get comfortable with kind of sharing that with people. You know what? What were the sorts of things that helped you get more comfortable? The go-to that we always talk about when I interview other activists and and such is that you need to meet someone where they are, and so much easier said than done. However, the most the most I guess the thing that worked best is to lead with delicious food when you get the chance to do that. <laughs> Obviously, that's when you're entertaining, but just sharing recipes and just talking about recipes、yeah. with your clients. Definitely not talking about the street activism that I went to in the early years, where we were showing slaughterhouse footage and and the horrific documentaries.、Mm. That's too that's too fast and too far for most people. It would have worked for me. 
But I'm not most people. So meet yep. people where they are, as you say, in a gym where, you know, it's all about the food and it's all about the health, hearing mm. the advice that the other trainers would be giving their clients. That was really hard. From a pre- professional point of view, though, you don't jump in when someone's speaking to their client. If they try and speak to your client <laughs> about something you don't believe in, I'll jump in hard. But again, it, it cost me quite a lot energy wise. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I don't think anyone, any of us do it perfectly. It's a, it's a constant learning process. So leading from that, you talk a lot about mindsets and obviously mm. mindsets is, is something that plays very heavily in this kind of space. Why is mindset, do you think, so important to you? So mindset either makes whatever you're looking to achieve so much more simple and sustainable and your approach much more effective, or it just means you're fighting yourself and it's struggle street the whole entire time. So I mentioned, you know, how your values and also your beliefs mm. and getting them aligned with look, looking to what you're trying to achieve, how, how absolutely important that is. Just the daily language you use and whether it's mm. filled with pressure or, you know, I have have to get up and exercise versus get to. I'm lucky. It's a privilege that I have the time and health to be able to do this and it's precious yeah. me time. Such a different energy and it's absolutely the same with food as well. You know, I love kale. Do I love kale as much as avocado on toast? Probably not. How I love kale makes me much more inclined to eat the kale, right? Mm. And there's just there's a hundred little day-to-day kind of, I guess, steps and strategies. There's never one big fix. That's something mm. that people fall for all the time. But with mindset, it's learning what works for you. Some of it might sound cheesy to start with. You know, the fr- reframes that I suggest my mm. clients make, they might sound manufactured from the get-go, you know, in the beginning. But bit by bit, they become more natural. They become, you know, unconscious instead of really conscious. And they're all super effective. Mm, No, 100%. And you're just making my mind go to at this. I can't remember if it was at the end of last year, the start of this year. And I started to make a bit more of a conscious effort of, I hate this word, busy. And everyone, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. So I've tried to change that as much as I can to actually say, you know, I've had a really productive day. Mm-hmm, I've got lots, 100%. lots done, lots of things have happened. And it's a really positive thing that's happened from the day rather than like, oh, I'm busy. So it's a similar kind of, it's the same sorts of things. I think language is just so, so important. And it is just very small, tiny tweaks, I think, as you've mentioned there, that just the more that you say them, I mean, I'm a huge believer in affirmations as well. So that's a similar thing with the saying kind of what you believe can um, just really make um, such a big difference. So super appreciate that, Kate. I 100% agree. And it's not just about getting you the results more effectively. As I'm learning, it's also about enjoying the journey. So if you're enjoying mm-hmm. the actions you ha- you need to take to get to that end result, you know, you don't know how long the journey is going to be, whether it's health or business or whatever it might be. It's probably going to be much longer than you hope. And so <laughs> the goal is to make the journey as enjoyable as, as possible. Mm. And I'd love to ask you a little bit about sort of overwhelm. And that's something that we hear a lot from listeners to the show that they often feel 
overwhelmed in a number of different scenarios. And I've heard that you've got some really great tips on how to kind of try and take back control when you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share a couple of those with us. Absolutely. Do you know, I love an acronym, so I won't go through over through all of them. That overwhelm, it's actually a little acronym that I put together. Ah. And, and the, the O is most important because it's only focus on what you can control. Again, easier said than done. Mm. But if we were to get, say, a big A3 sheet of paper and we were to write everything that was like bustling around in our mind onto that big brain, dump it onto that big A3 sheet mm. of paper, we could then take a pen and literally scribble out all that stuff that wasn't within our control, like the weather and the financial climate and, and all of these sorts of things. So, so the O is most important. Maybe I'll just share a couple more, however many more that you want me yeah. to. Um, well, maybe um, can I ask you one question on the O before yeah. we move to the others? Because I, it's, you know, to your point, it's sometimes easier said than done, like only focusing on that. Have you found any, again, tips or tricks that help people even be able to just start putting down what they can control? Because I know when I've done this with clients myself, they start to add in lots and lots of things which actually don't fit into that category. And it's very hard for them with this mindset perspective to actually be able to clarify what are the bits that are within their control and what are not. So just wonder if you've got any thoughts on that. Yeah, perfect. Um, again, I'm a big fan of that A sheet of sheet of paper, and it might sound overwhelming before you do it. Mm -hmm. But when everything's flying around in your head, that's actually a lot worse than when you get it down on paper, write mm. it all out. I do that maybe once a month or whenever I'm feeling like there's a bit too much. And then you can look at everything there. You can also take it kind of a step further and go, ditch, delegate, do. So there are lots of things there that you can just ditch, get rid of those things. Mm. Hopefully there are a few things that you can delegate, even if you're like a solo entrepreneur or whatever it may be. There are things you can delegate, even if you pay someone or your partner takes over some of it. Um, and then I always, I always say to clients that are struggling, focused on the one next do. So as yeah. well as focusing on what you can control, only what you can control. The other thing to remember is each day, really, all you need to focus on is that one next most important step. So in health, it might just be getting out for that 30-minute walk today, or mm -hmm. it might just be getting to bed 30 minutes earlier so that you can get up um, 30 minutes earlier as well. Keep it simple. I like to say, lower the bar to raise your chance of success. So many of us, we have big goals and we just make them so challenging to achieve mm. that it's overwhelming to think of even starting. So just lower that bar. You can always raise it again in the future. Oh, I love it. Okay. So you were going to mention about the V. Oh, V is to value your progress and daily oh. wins. Um, I know you're huge on, you're big on affirmations. Mm. I'm huge also on writing down what I did well today because again, yeah, we can tend to focus on, on what's not working or what we haven't done yet. So each day in my little journal, I just jot, jot down three things that I did well today. And it's really good to to focus on and, and what you focus on expands, right? So we want it to mm -hmm. be the good stuff, not the reverse. 
Mm. Well, I can already say, Kate, uh, what time it is. I think it's like 4.20 a.m. in the morning, 3.20 a.m. You can already put down, <laughs> you're doing a gr- you're doing a great job on the podcast and it's only 3.20 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) Amazing. Um, So sweet. Thank you. Is there any any of the other letters that you particularly would like to call out before I move to the next question? I'll go with number eight, which is the L because it's huge. It is lock and load the big rocks that keep you happy and healthy. So most of us know what those big rocks are. And if our listeners aren't familiar with the notion of big rocks, they're big. So we fit them into our schedule, into our diary first, because otherwise if we, if all those little unnecessary pebbles, Mm. those small urgent tasks went in first, we'd miss out on the big rocks. Big rocks might be exercise, meal prep, sleep, meditation, gratitude. They're the things that keep us healthy. The things that keep us happy are at least as important. So that might be time in nature, time with loved ones, date night, whatever it is, but lock and load them into your daily and monthly routine. Yeah. And I'd love to ask you a follow on to that because I typically with a lot of clients that I work with, they really struggle with this part, which they definitely can find the big rocks, but it always typically tends to be work. It isn't those things that you've beautifully kind of articulated there, which are the things that keep us energized, that keeps us motivated, that actually hopefully kind of keeps our cup full. How do you, you know, for people listening to this who are thinking, oh, I'd love to do that, but I class those as small pebbles, not as my big rocks. How do you kind of start a conversation sort of with, for those people sort of with themselves about that mindset of, of changing that kind of conversation around? Plenty of ways. We could start, depending on the person, we could start by taking it back to their values and how their current way of living is aligned with their values or not. So for mm. example, if someone's, my number one value is, is freedom and integrity and passion are really important as well. Imagine someone's number one value was family or love or connection. Cause a lot of people, that's their number one most important thing mm. they say. And then you get them to make the connection. How is their current way of, of existing aligned with that? You're spending all your time at work. Yes, you're, prov- you're looking to provide the best future for your family. However, like right now in the moment, you know, tough Kate likes to ask myself and my clients, how's that current strategy working for you? Cause a dear yeah. friend of mine asked me that once. And I think it's really effective. We've got all the excuses, mm. right? We're smart. We can reason <laughs> ourselves into why we're doing yeah. something. But the simple how's that working for you, they're usually like, hmm, I'm not. Mm. And so then you just start with what might be the next best thing to prioritize. We don't Mm. need to get this perfect little weekly plan that's really daunting and overwhelming. The one next best thing and a question I often like to ask people as well, you know, if there was a habit that you'd just been doing for 30 minutes a day for a year now and you'd be really amazingly surprised and happy at the results of what would that habit be? So they're not having yeah. to think of, you know, oh, all the effort I have to do now, that sounds a bit daunting. What if I already had the results for that effort in the past? I think it's just yeah. a useful way to frame it. Love it. And I want to ask you about potentially another acronym because we've talked about that lovely L. And I believe you've also got an acronym around um, self-care. I do. And this 
is yeah and this is another area that i you know a lot of people have reached out to me about so i would love yeah any snippets from that one that you could also share Absolutely. There's a little bit of um, overlap in them. Obviously, anything that's of vital importance, there there is overlap. And I'd just say to, to frame it, I think we are going to need to get better and better at filtering out the stuff that makes us anxious and fearful and frustrated mm. and angry, just the world that we live in and increasingly how it's going to be. And we're going to get need to get really good at filtering in the stuff that that allows us to feel better and locking and loading into our, um, into our daily and weekly routines, the stuff that makes us feel better. So in my little acronym, the S in self-care is for self-talk. You're the only one that you get to spend 24 seven with. As we've <laughs> mentioned, your language is super powerful and important and you can load it with huge emotional intensity to your advantage or not. And so the S is just really about looking at the way that you speak to yourself and as cliched as it is, thinking is that how I would speak to someone else. Mm. Um, the E is for, we've touched on this, but it's probably my biggest go-to. The E is for elicit your values and your beliefs. We've covered your values, beliefs, and particularly identity beliefs. It's anything that comes up when you say, I am. So I mm. am an amazing mother. I am a super focused personal trainer. I am. Whatever it is that comes up when you say I am, you're going to cling really tightly to those for better or worse. So hopefully they're good things, not I am a couch potato and really lazy. If you have that sort of a belief, yeah. you're, you're going to need to change it. Back to the step that E, elicit your values and beliefs and use them as a daily filter the way that works, if I'm living my life and it's not in alignment with my values and beliefs and I'm saying yes to things that aren't about freedom or integrity or passion, that's going to be really exhausting and it's going to cost me too much mm. energy and time and joy. So I would say that's a super potent one. They're the first two. Um, maybe I'll just do the fourth one as well, which is F. And F is the filtering the people you spend time with. We oh, all know those energy suck people. Yeah. yeah. So it works both ways though, right? There are that energy vampires that you don't want to spend time with. Maybe you can just use them as a bit of an anti-mentor. You know, they're the person you don't want to be. You also don't want to spend much time with them. But you can filter in those people that you feel amazing after spending time with as well. That's just as powerful. Mm, no, I, I really love this one. I, I, I definitely do this. Not that frequently, but I don't have a huge, huge group of, of friends, but certainly every couple of years, I kind of think of like who's in my kind of influence mm -hmm. network, even I think on social media, just like who Absolutely. are the people that are kind of giving me information that I want to see or don't want to see. Usually um, I find that has a massive impact on my kind of mindset and, and mental health more broadly. Um, but it's also interesting that was making me smile as you said this one, because I recognized actually in myself last year that I was feeling myself like I was being a little bit of a sort of oh, no. vampire sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to apologize to a couple of friends and say, I've just realized the last few times we've spoken, I think I've not been the one bringing the energy as usual. I've been this real like 
sucker of of, um, uh, of energy sources that I'm really sorry and I'm going to kind of change it around. So, yeah, a little bit of a self-reflection on ourselves, I think, to see, you know, 100%. where do we feel we fit into that mm. is, is also kind of um, really, really helpful. Um, and I'd love to just link um, E back with the authenticity because really that's a lot of what authenticity is is about for people maybe who are struggling to to get that balance between sort of what they know are sort of their values and their beliefs um but aren't quite able to sort of show that or to be able to kind of build their their life around that again have you you got any sort of thoughts or, or small steps that people could consider from your own experience of, of how to sort of change that round? Mm. A few things. I guess um, pleasure and pain are really powerful. So you either imagine how it's going to be in 12 months time if nothing changes. Obviously, mm. you've admitted the way that it is right now isn't working for you. And status quo isn't really a thing in this regard. It, it's going to get worse. You know, it's not going to just stay mm. the same. Your relationships, your health, your whatever is going to get worse. So mm. I would build the pain of not taking action. And probably even better, I would build the pleasure of taking action. I think it's really important at, that we get good at at visualizing or future pacing or just imagining how it can and will be in the future and god uh. that's fun right that's so much more fun than building the pain imagine Ooh. how you want it to be and imagine that and that's got to be pretty powerful i would also say if there's someone you love maybe you have kids maybe you don't maybe it's your partner maybe it's your older parents whoever it is think of the example you're setting for them and the influence you're being in their lives. And and some people are so, what's the word? They're people pleasers. They really care about other people the most and it can help them take action to, to think of how mm. their actions are negatively impacting the other people that they love. That might be more powerful than, than taking action for themselves. The last thing I would say is if you're big on, um, modeling or looking out to external mentors I often look at the people that are leading the lifestyle that I admire and I look at where they t spend their time and money and energy and mm. that's often a reflection of their values and we all share it all online now right so you don't need to know yeah. the person that you respect yeah. that you're looking to be they share it all you can just do a little online stalk and and <laughs> get a pretty good idea of what their values might be and what they say yes to and what they say no to Mm. Now I'm going to take us on a slightly different, um, slightly different questioning, just because I have a fellow plant-based person with me, mm. and so I would love to ask you a very, very straightforward question because the conversation we always have in our house is about the protein content and getting protein into the diet, etc. So, what is your favorite sort of protein-heavy? sort of plant-based vegan recipe that people could consider trying today, this week, et cetera? That is a really tough question to pick a favorite because there are so many. Again, I will frame this as a personal trainer of 10 years. That was I was yeah. vegetarian for 10 years before I went plant-based and I was all about the high-protein, low-carbohydrate. I was terrified that going full vegan would have a negative impact on my health 
absolutely didn't. I now love all the plant-based proteins. If I had to pick one, it would be, I have tofu so much. It would be tofu. Mm. Again, I was scared of soy for so long, but now it just, I have it in salads at lunchtime. I have it in these little like fried crispy rice paper roll things. I would pick that even though lentil curries and wraps and Mm. lentil meatballs are super. I can't pick Lucy too hard. Uh, Well, saying tofu would definitely um, match with my son. He is obsessed. He's three and a half. And I never really liked tofu until I became plant-based. And then I kind of was like, I'm going to have to get used to it. And now I actually really, really love it. But he is obsessed. Anytime I'm eating anything that's got tofu in it, he just wants it. So um, for those of you who haven't tried tofu, um, I would absolutely encourage you to give it a go. It can be quite boring sometimes on its own, but if you throw it with flavor or you fry it with some really nice um, sort of herbs and spices, it's it's it absorbs things really well. It's good and tasty. And a great entry point for the non-tofu lover is a really good tofu scramble. It sucks up mm. the flavors so well. And just to up-level it, if you serve it over crispy baked smashed potatoes, so they're all just crispy and golden and amazing, mm. the soft, flavorful tofu over those crispy potatoes. All right, I'm going to make that my favorite meal. <laughs> that sounds delicious. They're like two of my favorite things, a good baked potato. Um, And I want to ask you one thing before we move to um, the questions we ask everybody and particularly I think because we're at this point in the year where people had these really good health goals as we kind of went into the start of the new year Um, and people are probably now at the sort of middle end of February starting to filter off. Have you got any thoughts of like you know if people are losing their mojo either for exercise or for that health kick to help them not lose track and feel sort of that they've fallen off the wagon and they need to stop for the year that to help them get back on there and keep going 100 percent. i think the people that fall off the wagon a they make it so much harder for themselves with that stop start inconsistent approach i have so much empathy Generally, they haven't laid the groundwork for their future success. They just got straight into the eating and exercising actions. They didn't connect with their why that they were doing it and align it Mm. again with their values and beliefs. So I would say either go back to that why you were doing this or define that why for the first time. If it was just Mm. like, oh, I should do this, it's the new year. Add as much emotional intensity to that why as you possibly can and align it with everything else that is most important to you. Secondary to that, I would say I am a huge fan of planning your day to come the the night before because we all get up in the morning and we might not be our most motivated self. I just turn to my little journal where it's all planned out and I like to tick the little boxes and all of that. However works for you, just plan your day to come the night before and then you know exactly what you need to do today and only today don't get stressed about the rest of the days and you get to tick everything off and you go to bed and you feel satisfied and proud rather than like you haven't come through for you Mm. that's so much stuff Kate I I wish you lived around the corner because I feel like so much (laughs) that you're saying matches exactly how I work and think as well so that's fabulous amazing just (laughs) half a world away yeah we need to come and visit Simon's um, sister and her partner again, who literally lived down the road from you. And Round then we can the hang out all the time. Amazing. Um, that would be fun. 
Um, so I want to make sure you'd spoken right at the very beginning that you're sort of moving more online. You've sort of shifted some of your focus. I will absolutely make sure that, um, you know, links to your website, your podcast and other things. But if people wanted to find out more about you and who you are, where's the best place for people to get that information? Thank you so much. The website is the best place. It's strongbodygreenplanet.com. That links to the podcast, 850 episodes. It's called Healthification. And it also links to my Plant Positive Journal, which is a book I wrote last year. It helps you master your mind and your time while ideally, but not have to, adopting a healthy plant-based lifestyle. So it's just a beautiful daily planner and such. Everything strongbodygreenplanet.com. Oh, fabulous. I will make sure the link is in the show notes. Um, And with that, how about a challenge for the week for the listeners? Is there something we can go and try this week? I would say, I know I go back to it, but it makes everything so much easier. I would say if there's something you're looking to change in your life, Get really clear on your personal values, elicit your personal values, and they may change from time to time as Mm. well. So get really super clear on them and make a little connection between how living aligned with them is also aligned with the actions you need to take to achieve that goal, whatever it is. And that's just going to, that's going to pull you through on your struggle street days. I I turn to it all the time. So that would be my recommendation. Mm. I'm looking forward to hearing what you're going to pick for the song I always think people who are sort of into personal training and health are going to have some really great songs to kind of motivate them along this might not be the case but is there a song that made an impact in your life and why well, you know, I'm not recommending the the song that gets me ramped up in the gym. That's going to be something by, you know, Eminem or Prodigy or whatever it is um, to throw around some heavy weights. The song I'm going to recommend is actually the Logical Song by Supertramp. I only mm. came across them a few years ago. However, it's such a – they've been around for many years. Mm. It's such a beautiful, happy song or such a beautiful song talking about the meaning of life. And I – think that maybe it reminds me of those really simple times when you're a young child. I'm 47 now. When you're a young child and you're driving around in the back of your parents' car and you don't really need to worry about anything at all, if you're lucky like I was back then. And those sorts of songs came on and it's just a a feel-good, easy times, beautiful song. Oh, fabulous. Can't wait to go and take a listen. Well, I want to just check, is there anything, Kate, that we haven't covered that you want to make sure that you get across in the podcast? We've covered a lot. It's been amazing. If I had a final (laughs) parting message for the listeners, I would say something I always fall back on is the importance of backing yourself. Times are really (laughs) uncertain. You don't know what's coming up today, tomorrow, next week, or next year. We can't control circumstances. Mm. However, you can control how you respond to those circumstances. And I would say build a habit of those daily reference points for success, whatever it may be, of coming through for you and learning to back yourself. That's probably my best advice. Oh, I feel like this is already giving us a nice title for this version of the podcast, this episode. 
Um, but thank you so much, Kate. I do feel like we have covered so, so much stuff. I always love going back and editing the podcast so I can listen to everything in like huge detail and, and capture it all again. So just thank you so much. I know the listeners will have also taken um, so many really insightful comments and feedback and tips and things. So thank you so much for being willing to share so much content within such a short period of time. For everybody listening, I hope you have a really great week. Don't forget, if you haven't already, hit subscribe and follow. Please do so, so you can always get access to the content without even thinking about it. And I look forward to sharing some more stories with you next week. And remember, authenticity is a continual journey. Small steps can make a big impact. Take care.